Good evening, and welcome to our SEC Basketball Reaction Show for Saturday night. This is a first. We did it during football season. You always get a basketball reaction, usually on Sunday morning with my my two partners and not myself. But tonight, we're going to go live. You get all three of us. We're going to react to games. We're still looking at Ole Miss and Texas A&M as we're doing this live. Alabama LSU has not ended, but for all practical purposes, that one is over. Guys, entertaining day in, in college basketball. And we remind you that our video is brought to you by Bet Online. It's playoff time. The road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Gentlemen. I want to get your initial reactions on what stood out to you today. Blake, I'll start with you. No, nah, it's okay. Um, come on, Chris. It's it's Royal Rumble night. What are we doing here? The Royal Rumble is on, and we are talking SEC basketball right now. You got to pick your priorities. But um, for anyone that's not watching the Royal Rumble, I know Max is. <clears throat> um, again, the, the theme stays the same. Don't be don't play on the road in the SEC unless you are Tennessee or Kentucky on this Saturday. But, yeah, this was – I mean, it's just the name of the game, right? Some, I know someone was kind of jokingly tweeting at me, like, uh, Blake, make sure to tell the Auburn fans, like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. It is going to be fine, Auburn fans. Like, you just played on the road, like many other teams have had to do. Kentucky managed to come back and win. Um, you know, that was a much-needed boost for the Cats after just getting demolished by South Carolina. Tennessee struggled with Vanderbilt for a little bit, and then Dalton Connect took over. I mean, it's the same theme over and over again. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of it, guys. Like, you have to remember, just because you lose a game on the road, you know, I mean, it's the SEC. <laughs> it's going to happen. And so I know Auburn fans are a little down after two losses this week. But we said it, didn't we, Max? We said, like, there's no chance those three teams that we debated earlier in the week were going undefeated this week on the road. There was no chance. No, and and when you look at all the numbers on those games and when, when we were previewing them, almost everything we were saying was, you know, this team is looking like they have the edge in pretty much everywhere, but they're on the road. And that that just that's that's the equalizer right there. How about the atmosphere at the hump? Come on. Come on. It was humping. Oh, I was going nuts for that game. Um, maybe because I picked Mississippi state, but what a day and, and just hoops, hoops overall, OT games, left and right, triple OT games, Florida, Georgia is a 20 point blowout. And then it ends up going to OT. Come on. I feel like I ran a marathon today. I've been emotionally tossed and turned and thrown into the blender. Oh what goodness. a day. I think what we have to do though, is talk about Lamont Paris and what he's done at South Carolina, turning that whole program around. Michi Johnson, zero points, no Miles Studi, and you still win? Oh, my gosh. Come on. There we go. He knows. Hold, hold, hold on a second before we go any further. <clears throat> the recurring audience members here will know, you calling Lamont Paris Lamont is not exactly proper usage of the word here. You should be calling him dad. No, because remember, cool. <laughs> Lamont Paris is our, our father here, us three, based on that Kentucky-South Carolina game. So, But shout out, by the way, to SC Scout guy. Yeah. Uh, regularly. 
during the uh, the live streams over the past couple of years, finally getting to be excited about basketball instead of just seeing us in the football live streams, we get to talk basketball with them. So I appreciate USC Scout guy. Um, also, again, guys, we will we will get to some of your comments. We will um, also got to point out Juan's here, and let me just tell you, Juan, Juan. is tremendous because Juan is a member of our It Just Means More membership tier here on Southeastern 14, which for $3.99 a month, you just simply donate to the channel to help us make more of these videos to help, you know, help Max stay up to watch these games at night. He goes to bed at eight o'clock. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where we just, we appreciate all your contributions, Juan, and everyone else who's joining the It Just Means More tier. And also, Chris, before we continue, Coach Rice, Uh GBO, Gives us a $1.99 super chat. We appreciate the super chats. You can leave those as well to make sure that we get to your comment. Uh, Don Connect, a lock for SEC Player of the Year. Getting close. I'm going to give you my quick thoughts off the top. We'll dive into some of these things later. But in no particular order, although I thought the game of the day was Georgia-Florida. I mean, mm. you you cannot kill Georgia. Georgia's mascot should no longer be the bulldog. It should be the cockroach because <laughs> it doesn't matter what adversity that team is up against. They find a way you, you look ahead, you look away from the TV for a couple of minutes when that's coming down the stretch, Georgia can be down nine or 10. And next thing you know, this team is tied it. I think that, Hey, you, you won't find many Georgia, Florida football games. that were as entertaining as the basketball they play today. That was one of my big takeaways. Another one, Auburn still looking for that big marquee win. Mississippi State now two huge wins. I was listening to Field of 68 last night. Those guys were talking about Mississippi State being on the bubble. I think all this is sort of useless talk, bracketology and all that stuff. I think until about mid-February. I'm not going to say it's a waste of time because people want to know, but you just – it, it's a waste of time because so many more games are going to be played. But that's the perception where State was. I think if you pick the field today, that win over Auburn is, is going to be a a big one down the line for this team, which I think is good enough to get the tournament. Auburn's still looking for that first win. Uh, some other things, uh, Tennessee Vandy in our town, we didn't go watch that from TV. I've, I've never seen a fan base as beaten down as Vanderbilt's. I've, I've, I think I said this on the preview. I've heard their fans say, we do not care if it's Tennessee. People that would never sell their tickets to rival fans did it and hope that that gym got taken over and hope that Vanderbilt got <laughs> blown out. That That's how much that fan base wants a coaching change. Now, they got most of the wishes. The gym got taken over. I talked to a couple people in the gym. They said it was 70 to 75% orange which that never Mm. has happened. So I think that didn't get blown out. Vanderbilt lost by 13, but that that fan base is beside itself upset tonight and rightfully so. Dalton Connect. I mean, we'll we'll talk about him for sure. Stole the show there. Alabama is doing its thing, just scoring points like there's no tomorrow. Arkansas, uh, the the Debo Debo Davis, I guess he quit today, Max. I I didn't fact check that, but I took your word for that on the – on the text. I mean, we knew something was weird at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas hung with Kentucky. Kentucky got a road win. Uh, thank you, Reed Shepard. They, they finally decided, hey, let's make this guy focal point of things in the second half. And look what happened. And finally, 
South Carolina, hats off the Gamecocks, continuing to play well, take care of business. I think no doubt that team would be in the tournament today if the field were selected. And finally, Ole Miss and in, in playing the kind of game we expected, uh, seven minutes left. Again, as we do, this is tied at 51. So that that was my quick take on the day. Uh, Blake, Blake, where do you want to go next? I was about to say, I don't think any of us were quick in our takes. We tried to hit every game in a, a one monologue, but – yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Blake. I, I want to hear you. I want to hear you break down Arkansas, Kentucky. I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, let me make sure there aren't any pressing comments. By the way, actually, I see one comment we will, we will absolutely use to break down Arkansas, Kentucky. So I'm I'm starring some comments here. But we'll get back to some of your guys' comments in a second because uh, I do have some good ones that I want to make sure we we hit on. But Justin lets us know we we tried. Us buttheads, not the Stooges, the three buttheads, <laughs> tried the kiss of death on his Kentucky Wildcats. Shame on us. Well, yeah, it wasn't pretty. We tried. We, take it. We, we tried. We, we did our best. But the Cats, um, look, I thought this game played. If anyone thought this game was going to be pretty, then I don't know what you've been watching recently. Because I just think we knew it was going to be a grind for Kentucky to try to win the game. We knew it was going to be a grind for Arkansas to try to find a way to win the game. And so, you know, again, I didn't like I kind of joked it like this wasn't going to be your mid 90s matchup offensively between these two teams. You felt like it was going to be a challenge for both of them, um, you know, to try to really figure out how they were going to make things happen. Uh, but it's just it was kind of the same story, I thought, for Arkansas. They just we thought the shooting was going to be better. It's it's just not like they're four and 19 from three at home. Like it's 21 percent. It's not going to get it done when you're playing a Kentucky team that thankfully didn't shoot 13 threes in this game. They shot 20 and look what happens. They made nine of them, uh, which I thought again was important. I just didn't think they made an effort to do that against South Carolina, which I think had a lot to do with South Carolina and their aggressive nature. But Antonio Reeves, you got to have a guy. If Kentucky's going to go far, I'll say this. You have to have your two seniors playing essentially the way that Antonio yep. Reeves and Trey Mitchell played in this game. That's the only way Kentucky's going to make it to like a Sweet 16 and beyond. Was is that it, it can't just be reliant on all the freshmen, right? Or you can't just have one guy on, one guy off. Reeves and Mitchell are going to have to be completely money every single game in a tournament type setting because you just never know, right? With freshmen, you just don't ever know how they're going to play. And remember, they're without Rob Dillingham in this game, uh, a late scratch. And sure, on the Arkansas side, you could say, well, they had a chance, right? Even without Brazil, without Davis. Uh, but yeah, it just, it was a grinded out win for Kentucky. And sometimes those are the best wins you can get because you just need to rebound from what happened against South Carolina and give them credit. They did. I don't have the numbers, but the amount of missed layups for, for both oh. sides, especially for Kentucky though, I don't know if I've ever seen so many missed bunnies. The one thing I do want to say though about this game is have yourself a day, Makai Mitchell. Are you kidding me? Uh, nine defensive rebounds, four blocks, 12 points. What a day for, for a team that has had no toughness, no identity. Found one there. Loved what I saw from Makai Mitchell. I thought that uh, Tremont Mark was, you know, he's got to force it, you know, because he's the only consistent piece of an offense that they've had um but also I thought Ellis should have been a little bit more aggressive we saw him uh in the Texas A&M game just 
really clutched down the stretch with free throws and getting to the rim. I, I thought he kind of checked out of the game offensively. Uh, Chandler Lawson had a few blocks. I, I thought we saw a team here from Arkansas. It wasn't like Muss was just throwing in the, the reserves, trying to find who wants to play that night. I felt like we had a solid a solid effort here from Arkansas and possibly something to build on moving into the future. There's, you know, it's got to happen now, but it was a better result than I thought I was going to see from Arkansas. You know, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, so man, the, we, we said in the, we said in the preview, are we going to get some game day magic? We were pretty close. We were pretty close. Um, but yeah, I just, I think you got to credit, uh, Kentucky for, finding a way to win in a in a game that looked like it wasn't going to go your way early. Um, Chris, do you have anything on the Florida-Georgia game that you wanted to note? Because I know that you were all over that one early. Oh, man. Well, and I missed Saturdays or, or basketball day around here. I got got two kids that had games today at different times. So my, my ability to watch was a little spotty. But I caught a lot of that Florida-Georgia game late. R.J. Melendez was a, a one-man oh. machine. We talk about Georgia having a lot of parts and maybe not standouts. You know, there are guys for Mike White's team that are starting to take steps up at, at times. And look, he's a guy that, that started his career in Illinois and was a, a player of significance there a year ago. So 35 points out of him today on just 19 shots. Previous career high was 18, Chris. Yeah. I mean, Blue Kane really hit some huge shots for them late as they tried to to rally and, and get it to overtime, which they did. Russell Chiwa, 15 points, 11 boards. He's mm-hmm. been solid for them. Again, nine-man rotate. Actually, they went 10 today. So there was that. But for Florida, I was texting you guys. Your guy's eye in pulling was just oh. electric at times. I mean, remember the play just before half where he's – Yep. He's got the ball for about 20 seconds, and he he tries just about everything under the sun, going this way and that way, and it finally pulls up and hits a contested three. Uh, you, you call him Mr. Cool, calm and collected. Loved what he gave them today. Florida just got balance out of so many guys. I guess the story there, and Logton for 23 and 17. Alex Condon has been a guy that, that's given them things at times. He gave them 10 and 4 today in 18 minutes. I mean, Will Richard, one of the more underrated players in the league. I think we picked about guys that we don't talk about enough that are they're underrated, that do a lot of things and are efficient. He's yep. a guy – I just felt like, Max, if you watched Florida and Georgia today as a fan of either of those teams, I don't think you felt worse about your team. Regardless, Georgia up losing this one, but I don't think either team's fan base could, could have left that game feeling worse about – their teams, and that was just such an entertaining ball game. Yeah, career high type of game. Career highs for Melendez, career highs for Han Lokton. Uh, just a, a fun game to watch. Blake, where do you want to? Uh, where do you want to head to next here? Well, let's um, let's let's go through a couple things here quickly. We were just on Arkansas and Kentucky. Hog barbecue, a, a regular here uh, mm. in the the chat. Mm. Um, crazy that people want Musk on. Blows my mind. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're thinking, but. Um, it's not how it works. You don't, you don't get to have all the success that you've had the past three years, NCAA tournament wise and whatever. And just, you had kind of have a flop season and all of a sudden the coach is gone. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, as I always say, if you want a coach gone, tell me who's going to replace him. 
and give me the actual name. Like, don't just give me, you know, Billy Donovan was the guy for years that he was just going to replace everybody. And I just, that, you know, so you just got to, I think you got to be careful about those kind of conversations. Sometimes in this era, I think more than any other era in college basketball history, you are going to see seasons like this because it's the transfer portal NIL effect, period. All there is to it. So you're building a new team every year. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. And this team, it just has not worked out. So uh, it's Mus's first miss in how many years? I mean, really, if we think about it, right? Overall. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think Mus is going anywhere, guys. I'd like to add to that. Uh, we lived through Nolan Richardson. And that kind of ran its course for different reasons. And then Arkansas basketball just kind of wandered in the wilderness for a while. They'd have pockets of success here and there but nothing sustained. And I think Musselman has had more sustained success than anybody since Richardson. That's on my mind because I was watching the game and they showed him in the crowd today, but that's, I think sometimes you take the, the guy that's one pretty big for granted. Look, I've always thought that that's a difficult thing to hold together being that transfer reliant and that many guys that are used to playing minutes. It's a dangerous combination. You just never know how the chemistry is going to work out and it, I don't know. Maybe Eric Musselman learns a thing. I think he'd always held it together very well until this year, but this is just starting to seem like a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. I just—they're not firing Eric Musselman. That's—I mean—I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Like he's unless he goes somewhere else on his own, they're not firing him. So I don't, if any Arkansas fans want that to happen, I just—I hate to tell you, I just—I mean, now I say that. <laughs> just now, listen. If they lost the rest of their games, the rest of the season, and they're just getting blown out by forty every game or something. And it's just like something really like has gone wrong, then sure. But I just don't see that. So um let's see what else we need to get to. Again, guys, we'll get to all these games a little bit at some point during this. We're doing this. Why don't a we dive into uh, Auburn, Mississippi State? Yeah, let's talk about that one because I think, you know, again, that's kind of one of the, the headliners here. Um we'll get back to a little bit on Kentucky. I know some people have some questions or comments on Kentucky. We'll get back to them in a little bit. Um Auburn, Mississippi State, Max. You know, mm. we all picked Mississippi State. And you know, it was just kind of one of those games where, what? right? Did we not all pick Mississippi what? State? Or did you Get pick out of here. State? Oh, that's right. Col Mr. Cold as ice finally got a win on the board. And I'm going to let Look, you hear it. This was another one of those games where, like, was anybody shocked that this was 64 to 58? Like, what, what was it? Like, it was 21 21 and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's like this was the kind of game it needed to be for Mississippi State to win. Like, they they needed it to be like this. And I just thought it was kind of one of those games where we said it. It was a tough spot for Auburn. After the rivalry game on the road, you lose that one. Um, Mississippi State, you know, you're kind of desperation mode after that loss against Florida. You're 2-4, and four, home game. You got to win it to feel like, you know, moving forward. Because like we said, remember, Mississippi State, three of their next four on the road. At Ole Miss, at Alabama home against Georgia at Missouri. Um, so you had to really make up some ground here because you could theoretically lose both games next week and be three and six, right? You didn't want to be two and seven. Uh, so a huge win for Mississippi State. I mean, it was – and I think the way they did it was pretty impressive to me is that, you know, <laughs> we always look at Auburn, and I'll say I don't, I don't know if I have the exact Bruce Pearl quote in front of me, but something about, like <laughs> – some guys just need to stop shooting, basically. And, I mean, he's not wrong. 
Like I know there's some people are like components of if you have an open shot, take it. But the fact is Auburn's not making threes right now. They don't need to take a lot of them. They're six to 24 in this game for 25%, right? And if you look at what is it? The recent I, I gave it to this to you guys during the thing. Yeah. Five to 25 against Alabama. So two road games back to back, you shoot 24 or more threes, you know, 20% and 25%. Like, I just think Auburn's the kind of team that that's not how they're going to win long-term um, because they're now shooting 32.7% on the year. Like it, it started off not bad, but now it's like, okay, yeah. you're in the two twenties nationally now at that percentage. And so on the road, I just think you got to find ways to get more aggressive and, you know, you could say that I did that at times and Broom brought it as usual, but they just, we talk about the depth. We just didn't see the depth on display in this game from a, you know, a scoring standpoint for sure. And, um, but again, Mississippi state, uh, go ahead and talk about your guy, Max, Josh Hubbard. I mean, he, he just, he makes big shots. So this kid is going to be a star. He's going to be a star. I'm telling you, if he stays a few years, He's going to be one of the best players in the conference. I'm telling you right now. At, well, best shooters, best offensive players in the conference. I'll put it that way. Uh, I said in the preview, I said Tolu Smith and Jimmy Bell, they they really draw a lot of fouls. And I'm a little bit nervous for the Auburn front court on the road here, picking up a little bit of fouls. And it wasn't Broom. It was Cardwell. Cardwell, four fouls, only plays six minutes. They really missed his energy off the bench. But – Speaking of Janai Broom, I thought he did a great job defensively. I thought he held Tolu in check as well as it, I've seen anyone hold Tolu in check, to be honest. Um, but in turn, with Broom contesting so many shots and whatnot, and Cardwell not being in there a lot, State wins the rebounding battle 45-30. to 30. And that's kind of the the two stories of the game that I had were, were fouls, fouls and free throws, and then the rebounding battle. Um, if Auburn was to win this game, we would be harping on the Mississippi State free throws so much right now because of – what were they? I don't have the exact numbers. I think they shot 50%. I'm not going to lie. I think it was 50. Nine of 18. Yeah. Nine, yeah, nine of 18. So that's concerning because they're going to keep finding themselves in these close, grindy, slug fight type of games, and you're going to have to make some free throws. But I just thought it was a – you know desperation must win type of spot for Mississippi state. They really needed this one and they got it. We actually have a, uh, a final that just came in Alabama. 109, 109 mm. LSU 88, huge, huge offensive performance for Alabama. How about our guy Latrell right? he goes for 19 points, another five, three performance. Are you kidding me, Blake? Five threes. This guy's on fire. It's almost as if Alabama is just going to outscore teams in SEC play. I wonder if you've said that before. It's almost as if they're just going to outscore some people, you know? Um, I'm just messing with you guys, but I did say that. I mean, I, I just like to point out, okay, I don't get everything right. Sometimes I get some things right. Um, and I think, but I think we're seeing it. Like, I, I joke about that, but this is what I saw, I think, when everyone was freaking out when they had five losses, you know, on December the 20th. I'm like, you still watch this team play offense. And you got to keep in mind, like, even at that point, they were playing good offense. But, like, you still know that they can get better. And that's what we talk about. Like, you know, we talked about them being more aggressive against Auburn, whether that's a Grant Nelson or, um, you know, other guys stepping up, right? Right, so, I mean, it specifically. And so, I think it's just, again, that they are just 
they play everyone plays at a different pace right and, and there are a lot of teams in the sec that want to play fast not everybody but a lot of teams but it's like you just the way alabama plays the style it is just it's hard like it is hard if they are shooting the ball well or if they are getting the shots that they want to get i think that's the most important part is if you let them get the shots they want to get you're done for because their percentages just don't lie um mark sears doesn't make a three in this game right yeah over five they still hit 14 you know <laughs> I mean, think about that. That is the issue with Alabama. If you're going to try to find a way to beat them, they're getting better defensively. I know they gave up 88 in this game. LSU had 11 threes, which I think, by the way, that's a good trend for LSU. They seem to be, you know. They can shoot it. Yeah, they can shoot the ball. And so Alabama, if the defense continues to get better, and I know people say, well, they gave up 88 here. Let's, let's, Let's go beyond that for a second. And they play offense like this. They ain't gonna do it on the road. They're not gonna score 109 on the road every time. But I still think, I mean, let's call it what it is, right? I mean, as of right now, yeah. I mean, who's sitting alone at the top of the SEC standings? It's Alabama. And so I just think that non-conference schedule, it tested them. They figured out what they needed to work on. Defense was obviously priority number one, but they also keep finding ways, I think, to evolve offensively. And that's where you see different guys stepping up, whether it's a right cell, whether it's Griffin hitting big shots, whether it's Grant Nelson getting more, um aggressive this alabama team can be i'm not saying they'd be number one seed in the tournament but can they get just as far as the one did last year yes blake i got a question for you oh boy how many times has alabama ever put a no this is this is this is serious how many times does alabama ever have a guy on the floor that you just feel like this guy's no threat to score Wait, say that again. How often does Alabama have a guy on the floor that you feel like this guy's no threat to score? Oh, right. Yeah, it's not often. Yeah, well, and combine that, they move the ball so quickly. Their passes are crisp. They are quick. I mean, the, the ball hits one guy's fingers, and, and he's already got it out to the next guy. You spread the floor. You run the floor at their pace. They are. I mean, I, I get exhausted just watching him thinking about how do you guard this i mean with all the deficiencies we've talked about with alabama's defense uh you know they're they're getting better and i think nate oates again a field of 68 was listening to him on there this week he talked about two games ago he challenged his team we got to be tougher i don't know if this is just coincidence or if it's something else but it feels like he's got his message across because i think that the two games they put together back-to-back or maybe as good a two-game stretch as they've had this year. We have Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Yeah. Tides at 62-62 with 40 seconds left. I'm shaking in my boots right now. There's piss running down my right leg. My God, man, get it together over there. It's been a long day. Max is Um, not used to this SEC intensity. He's going through a culture shock right now. Mm-hmm. All right. While Max has got something running down his leg, let's uh let's hit on a couple comments here. Um, by the way, I don't know if you Chris saw earlier. Uh, Zach Wilson chimed in here with a with a stat his earlier about him Zach. Yeah. Um, his friends friends call him Zach. And so, just just for the reference here, I see Zach, the other Zach here, putting up Tennessee is actually at the top of the standings. They're not because Alabama is now six and one. Tennessee is going to be five and one. 
because Tennessee had the game off earlier in the week. So that's why I said Alabama's the top of the standings. Yes, they both have one loss. Um, but I was just saying it based on that, having played one more game. So, um, yeah, Ole Miss just hit the three, right? Ole Miss just Jamal hit Jamal Murray three, was yeah. from, what, from 30 there? So, Jamal Murray. another overtime game. I mean, Jamal Murray for the Nuggets? Is he shooting threes? Yeah, I bet he shoots you, Murray. Um, anyways, right. so to get back to some of these things real quick. So, let's see. Let me – I want to point out this by SC Scout guy, too. We talked about the Alabama side of things. LSU might be the ultimate, like, don't give up team. They just, you know, like the game at Auburn, game at, you know, it's just – they may not be able to keep up in some of these games, but um, I, I like this LSU team. I think they're going to be one that when we get to the SEC tournament, you're like looking at your bracket. They may be a sneaky one where you're like, man, that, that team may make a run. So, we'll see. Question they're for you, Blake. They've got their their next four road games are are, yeah. are are brutal. They got they go to Bama, to Tennessee, to Florida, to South Carolina. Do you think they? What do you, what do you think the goal is coming out of that the next four road games? Well, that's kind of my point is that I think their record may start to go the wrong way, mm. which is why I think they may wind up like as a you know let's say they're a ten or a nine in the SEC tournament or something like that. Maybe uh, I'm not saying that's where they're going to wind up. But let's just play hypothetical here. I mean, it's you know. Hey, if I'm if I'm the teams in that path, I I think LSU again. It's just kind of the way they play, hard nosed team. Um, I wouldn't want them to be there waiting on me. Um, so, but yeah, I think this next. I mean, realistically, right? Like they got to beat Arkansas at home, but Alabama game could be interesting in a rematch. On the thing that we're gonna start seeing here as we get into early February is a lot of must wins. A lot of must-win, like, desperation scenarios. And yeah. they're, they're coming up on us pretty quick here. They are. Um, we'll get. By the way, we'll get to the Ole Miss-Texas A&M game once it finishes um, because I feel like we still have some stuff to get to, and we're not going to go too long here because we want to make sure we give everyone uh, their due a little bit. But let Is me there just anything run we haven't really touched on? Yeah, there's a couple games, but let's just um, – and we'll get back to some of your comments in a second because I think you got some interesting ones. Let's just go here. Can we talk about Tennessee Vandy for just a second? Because I don't oh, yeah. think we spent a lot oh, of time yeah. on that one. And we'll start with Justin's super chat here. Uh, $5 super chat. Just It says what it says. Um, we know Justin's a Vanderbilt fan, so I'm just reading this. I'm not, I'm not chiming in with a comment here, but uh, Justin's super chat says, Jerry Stackhouse is no threat to coach. So... That seems to be Justin's thoughts on the matter currently. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, all right. Let's talk about that game for just a second, and then guys, keep your comments coming. We'll get back to them. I'm saving them here in our little folder. But, I mean, Dalton Connect, the end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there are your thoughts on Tennessee Vanderbilt. Dalton Connect. I mean, in all honesty, Max, you may ask me this question, but I don't remember who you asked me. Actually, I do remember. I remember who you said. Chris, who does Dalton Connect remind you of? Anybody in college oh, basketball yep. recently? Is there anybody you can compare this guy to? There's one Max person. has his comparison, which I can see, but I'm just curious. Like, who has been Dalton Connect, like Spider Man meme here? Like, who, who? Is there anybody that we're just forgetting? People really in the comments, how about you? Let us know. Who's the closest that's come to Dalton Connect and what he can do? Hmm. Max, give me yours before Chris gets to this. No, no, no I, I want to give me a hint. 
Well, no, you're not going to guess it. I, that's oh, not, oh, we're not sorry. playing the guessing. Sorry, I'm not saying pick guess your mine. own. Pick your own guy. I'm not saying guess Max. Max, you go first. This is going to take a while. Uh, the person that he reminds me of is is Buddy Heald from his senior year, 2016, at Oklahoma when they yeah. were number one in the country. The the things that he would do, just pulling up, launching, doesn't matter if there's if there's rebounders under their basket or not. He's making it. Um, I haven't I haven't seen a, a individual take over a game and be unstoppable like Buddy Heald used to be. Um, just unreal. Here's a good one. I think this is a good one. Yeah. Kevin Durant at Texas. That's a good one. Well, oh, that's what Rick Barnes said. Yeah. Yes. I just, in case anyone, yeah, I think this is, that's a great one. Here's a question Is there going to be a game where Dalton Connect is off? And I can already hear it like in the future, the broadcast is going, well, where does Tennessee turn if Connect isn't even an on, you know, an on night? You know, do we run into that pro- problem? Or is Connect just going to be putting up 30 bombs every night? I, I will say there is one thing that if you look at with Tennessee and it's been a trend, I, it's not, I'm not saying it's worrying me, but Josiah Jordan James hasn't scored more than eight points since December the 21st. Mm. Mm. And he's played almost 30 minutes a game. So I'm curious to see if, because we know he, can, he knows he, we know he can score, right? And I think it's just a matter of like how that continues. So, um, I'm not saying it's a concern. I'm just pointing out like, I, but I think that's sort of the luxury that Tennessee has. <laughs> They've been this good. Even when like, he doesn't have to be a guy that's scoring double digits the way he did last year consistently. So, cause you've got Ziegler, you've got Vescovy, a stepped up his game to another level. Jordan Ganey coming off the bench. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's just, that's what Tennessee has to work with right now. So. Trying to think of a big bodied guards that, that have been recent, so most people would know because the guys I'm thinking of were further back. Uh, maybe thinking from guys that some people here might have seen it, like a Dale Ellis or a Chuck Person. I don't know if those are apt comps. Um, I mean, the, just the, the thing about him, okay, you can think volume score, you can think, of, you know, a guy that can score, but we've seen a lot of those guys. We just haven't seen him in the body that he's got with that size. Uh, who was it that, Blake, who was it that you comped him to? Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, Durant was physically much different. There was somebody else that was thinking it was maybe a little, maybe it was someone Max said that was thinking it was just shorter. I just think just the, if you go in terms of size and build, it's it's a little more difficult. But look, it, it doesn't matter. He's a great player. What what was the yeah. stat that they showed? He is now scored. He's the only guy in the SEC that scored average thirty five points over five. What, what was it that they the graphic that they showed? Do you remember the one that I'm uh, talking about? No idea. Which I'm I'm thinking. Wait a minute. Surely, at some point. Alan Houston or Chris Jackson did that. Maybe it's in the last 20 years, but the point is he's on some kind of historic scoring pace and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. Elsewhere. I mean, Tyron Lawrence had a good game for Vandy. He did. Ezra Magnon had 14, but it's kind of the same story. I mean, those two combined for 35 of Vanderbilt 62 um, and just didn't, you know, it's hard against Tennessee. It it was a game for a little while. Um, Vandy had what nine point lead in the first half. Uh, late in the first half. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, again, it just came down to Dalton Connect taking over, and that was kind of the story of the game here. So if you missed that one, not a lot to say. You just kind of missed the Dalton Connect show as usual. So, um, yeah, there you go. Couple there, five first SEC player with five straight 25 point okay. games in 14 years. So, um, yeah, Tennessee's got Jackson never do that. Who Chris Jackson played with Shaq? I don't know, Chris. I don't know. Let's get him on here and ask him. Call him up. Tell him to come on the Southeastern 14 live stream. But speaking of the live stream, guys, as you see on the, in the comments, we got a lot of comments. So if you want to make sure yours is seen, you can give us a super chat as Justin does. Thanks as always, Justin, for the super chats. That uh, means a lot because that just donates to the channel. Helps us do more videos for you guys. And look at that, right on cue. Nathan jumping in. $1.99 super chat. Been a while since he's popped in. But yeah, it's good to see you, Nathan. I know it has been a while. Uh, but we always appreciate you coming back on and joining us. Um, and let's see. So we don't, let's make sure here we want to. All right. So we talked Florida, Georgia. We'll, we may hit on anything else at the end on that. Talked Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Arkansas. Let's get back to something on Kentucky, Arkansas real quick. And then we will kind of go through the best of questions here, at least the ones I've seen. Again, if you want to make sure I do see the questions, make it a super chat. Uh, there was one, where was it? Uh, look at Justin, by the way, giving out five Southeastern 14 memberships. Wow. Five wow. people out there who have just joined the It Just Means More tier. Justin, a giving person, if I do say so myself. Wow. Um, oh, thank so you. We appreciate that, Justin. So here's a good one I saw from Travis earlier. Dare I say that Alabama and Kentucky are basically the same team? You guys agree mm. or disagree with that? Hmm. I would say no. Um, the similar styles, but the the ages of the players and the experience is so far off. Estrada, Wrightsell played had played a ton, a ton of college basketball. Um, but I can see how you, I can see the, I can see the comparison. Yeah, they, I mean they they like to get up and down and run, and, and their weakest link is their defense. But I would say, I would say it's a little bit different because I would. I would trust an Alabama on the road more than I would trust a Kentucky right now, if that makes any sense. And to take it a step further, you know what I'd say? The primary ball handler is an older guy, right? Mark Sears. Right. If he's your primary guy yeah. versus who's primarily handling the ball for Kentucky. I mean, Antonio Reeves can, but he's not like, you know, he's more the guy you want to get the ball to. And yeah. So, I mean, I think that could be seen as a difference, but look, are they, but I think they're, clearly can be the same team offensively. Like they both have a ceiling that I don't think a lot of people have. And so, but it's just, can they put it all together? So, um, did we just get five more? Oh, Justin, I told you Justin's a giving Man, guy. He'll get about a hundred by the time we're done here. Like we'll have a hundred in the membership tier. So, um, wow. Come on. It's Justin. He's, he's all in on Southeastern 14 as you should be too, guys. Hit subscribe button. Tell your friends. Answering the question at hand, I think stylistically you won't find two teams in this league probably more alike than Kentucky or Alabama. You know, the difference that the bigs are a little different. I don't think that you know, Trey Mitchell and Grant Nelson are very different type players. They both got a little depth in the post. Kentucky's is bigger. And I think Kentucky's guards and wings I think of as more scores and athletes and Alabama's are more shooters. Not that they're not athletic and not that Kentucky's – don't have some shooting efficiency, but it's it's a little different, but that's not a bad comp. And again, said it time and time again, that's the matchup I can't wait to see. Because mm. that, that one might be 
120 to 119 by the time it's all over. Yeah. When is that game? Late February. Chris has got it circled on his calendar. He's had it circled for months. Um, no, but in all seriousness. Uh, all right. So we talked a lot about Kentucky, Arkansas. We talked a lot about Tennessee, Vanderbilt, or the Dalton Connect show. Mississippi State, Auburn, we've addressed. Uh, Florida, Georgia, we addressed. Uh, Alabama, LSU, we addressed. Um, talk about South Carolina real quickly because we didn't spend a lot of time on them earlier. But I would like to bring them up again, though. Because Justin with five more. Justin what is, is like going on here. Yes, SC Scout guy. Justin just won the lottery, I think. Jeez. Is and let me just tell you, not only did Justin win the lottery, the 15 people who have gotten the gift membership from Justin, they have also won the lottery. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh keep that in mind. But um anyways, Justin just I, I can't even keep up with Justin's giving right now. He's in a giving mood. But South Carolina quickly in the Missouri game. They just did it again, right? I mean, it's, it's like we knew it'd be kind of a potential letdown spot is how we yep. phrased it, right? And give Missouri credit. I mean, they were they were right there. They got down big early. They fought back. Um, and, yeah, man, South Carolina, I'm telling you, Chris was on to this before the season started. We, now I'm not going to say we, we were different on – Chris didn't say they were going to be a top-five team or anything in the league, but – he said, if you just look at the numbers, the age is there. And these guys just leaning in on this age right now. And to do it without Michi Johnson scoring a single point, I know someone brought that up earlier. What about our guy, Jacoby Wright, too? All of a sudden, this yeah. guy's just become a, a sharpshooter. Like, we, we pointed out, everybody was saying, well, this guy, you know, percentages and all this other stuff. But, man, he stepped up, and he's shooting the ball well right now. So, um, yeah, this, this South Carolina team, 5-2 and two in the SEC. And someone else asked the question. I'm going to try to find it here. It was SC Scout guy. Of course it was. Um, if the Mountain Pairs keeps this up and a few tournament appearances, do you think he bolts for a bigger job? Well, are there bigger basketball jobs in South Carolina? Of course. But my thinking on that is if he gets South Carolina a few tournament appearances and that program is back on stable ground, then may maybe that's just how it works, right? Um so I don't, I mean, it's, it's tough to call. Cause I think that's still a long way away in terms of like, I think we're talking, and I know you're saying that, like we're talking multiple years here. Um, if they get there this year, they get there next year, you know, maybe, maybe another year after that. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the coach year right now. That, that's just summing all up with that. He's the coach year in the SEC and it's, I don't think it's even debatable right now. So. Blake, I'm glad you, you brought up Jacoby, right. Cause I had a, uh, I had a, some numbers on him. So the full year he's hit 16 threes another one <laughs> what is going on giving a membership to literally everyone in this chat right now all 100 and something people in this chat are getting a membership from justin that's our that's our that's our dare to you justin <laughs> give it to all 100 people just kidding continue max um the numbers on jacoby Wright. so he's hit 16 threes this year he's he's hit six of them in the past two games so the the guy's on a heater. Also, we have a recent score update. Mm. We have a score update. The Rebs, the Rebs have gotten a in-conference road win for the first time this season, 71-68 in College Station. Let's look at the box. We got Breakfield leading scorer for Ole Miss. 
with 15. He's kind of coming to his own here. Wade Taylor with 30. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. We're not laughing at this. <laughs> this is the best. You know we are. This is the best comment we've ever had. And of course, it's from Donovan. Donovan, of all people, noted Auburn fan Donovan, who just comes into these streams <laughs> with all sorts of just, oh. you know, literary masterpieces. Donovan, if you're, if you're, by the way, if you're listening to this on the audio, you're not being able to see this genius on the screen here, but Donovan's direct quote. Again, I'm quoting Donovan here. This is not me saying this. We took a dump at the hump today. End quote. Wow. That could wow. be the headline of a newspaper. Well, we might make that the title of this video. Definitely needs to go to Donovan. The title of this video. That <laughs> Hopefully Donovan got a, uh, got a gifted. I don't even know what we're talking about. Go back to whatever you're saying, Max. It's not going to top that, but please return to your comments. Um, was just was going over the Ole Miss A&M game. Breakfield, Murray, and Flanagan played very well for Ole Miss. Uh, Wade Taylor with 30 points. He's on my fantasy team, so thank you, Mr. Wade Taylor. Um, he did he 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 didn't take a dump, but the, the team took a dump at home tonight. Let's talk about that real quick. There's no easy segue here, and I'm sure I'll say something that somehow aligns with that. But I said I thought this is where A&M was going to go on their run. And, I didn't know. A&M's in um, trouble, guys. I'm telling you, I may, I may be the only well, guy. When you, when you eh, cannot shoot, eh. when you can't shoot, you can't win in March, and I'm not sure they're going to get to March. Well, right. You say they're in trouble. I, I, I think their schedule is not going to really allow them to be in that much trouble. Uh, because they get Florida at home next. Florida's another team. They got to prove it to me on the road before I'm going to get all in on Florida. I know they beat Missouri, but still, uh, I we'll see if AM can bounce back. Remember, AM's got the week off too. They don't play until next Saturday. They go to Missouri, home against Tennessee, at Vanderbilt, at Alabama, home against Arkansas. So, like, they've got some opportunity here. But yes, you're right. They can't shoot a lick. We all know that. Um, so, I don't, they, they clearly don't have the upside they had last year. Like, there's no question about that. But I think their schedule at least gives them an opportunity to where they're going to hang around. And they're not just going to be in huge trouble, I don't think. But we'll see. I, th I think they'll be in position to be in position, as you like to say. But And, and I know I'm the resident computer guy, and you make fun of me for all the time. But I do watch basketball, too. And when I watch them, I have problems. The points just do not come easily enough. You know, you're led by a small guard who is going to be the focus of everybody's attention. I just – I don't know. It, it doesn't – Buzz Williams is always going to have his teams competing, but I watch them and I'm thinking teams that make deep runs in March are teams that that really can can light you up and, and find shots. And, and it's just – everything looks hard on offense for them. I'm to the point I'm wondering – when they have their scouting meetings and, and, and all their stuff, do they sit around and go, well, uh, which which guy, when he clanks one up, gives us the, the best shot at an offensive rebound and let's get that guy more shots? That almost seems like where they are. Well, I mean, I, that's probably about right. I, I, I don't – listen, I don't think they're – like I just said a minute ago, I don't think they're 
their upside is anywhere near what it was. And I wouldn't consider them a tournament threat in any way, shape or form right now. I just think that they still though are going to have a chance to wrap up wins just because I think their schedule is not the worst when you compare it to other teams. Um, So they'll be in a lot of close games, but that's where the shooting may come in and just, no, they may win some of them or they make a couple of shots, you know, or they may lose some of them when they just shoot themselves out of the gym. So, um, yeah, so I, I think we'll see. So they make six point. threes. I, they make six threes. Wade Taylor makes five of them. You, know, you, you get one three well, from Justin. And team. they feel like they've always been a team. Like they want to get to the free throw line. I yep. mean, it's just the way they've played. So, um, yeah, Sam brings up a, a good point here, I think. But, um, yeah. all right. So, we will go back to anything on South Carolina, Missouri. I mean, any any other thoughts on that game? Because, I mean, from a Missouri standpoint, I already know what's happening. I know everybody's looking down that schedule now, and they're trying to find it, and we know what it is. And the thought of my guy, Dennis Gates, going winless in, an, in a conference play is not, you know, the best thing for my mindset right now. But if we're looking for it, it's got to come in the next two games. Um Arkansas at home at Vanderbilt. Like Missouri has been right there in so mm-hmm. many of these games. Like it's felt like, yeah. and then it's just a couple of those stretches. And someone asked me earlier, why is that? Why is that happening? And I am, I am almost to a point where I'm like, surely people see it, right? Surely people understand that missing two of your potential five best players. Thank you. Or four, maybe four. It's just, that takes a toll on it. I mean, yeah. It's just this team was not built to rely on eight guys offensively, <laughs> you know, and I think, but I do believe there were two guys that they would have relied on offensively and Caleb Grill and John Tanjay who have just not been much of a factor. Right. And so whether, because both have been injured and one's not returning, we don't know. I mean, has Caleb Grill been ro- rolled out for the season? I haven't seen anything on that, but we know Tanjay has. So yep. It's just, yeah, it's brutal, guys. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's it's been a terrible season for Missouri. But I, this team always had not as much room for error as the team before it. And when you take out two of what probably would have been their five best players who were going to add a big scoring punch, you got a defensive team that's average at best, and you got an offensive team that went from maybe decent upside, good upside, to you're just having to rely on, you know, certain guys and – that's easy for the other team to game plan for. And so that's just kind of been the way it's worked for Missouri. So Blake had, had two things, but Missouri just lacks something and I can't put my finger on it. I, I want to say it's a third score, but I, I looked up and I think who is it? Um honors giving them 12 a game doesn't really feel like it. Maybe it's just one more athlete like an East who can get in the paint and do things, and he's small. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something there. And they're I, playing I hard. Okay, let's hear it. Last year, they had two dudes. Yeah. yeah. These they guys had are Kobe good, Brown dudes. and Demoy yeah. Hodge. Yep. They were go for 30 at any time possibilities. This year, Sean East is trying to get there. Tamar Bates is trying to get there. But, like mm-hmm. – those two, they both improved their game tremendously, but they're just, they're not to that level to where they can afford to not get more help around them. Right. So it's like they need a little more help if they're going to get it done. Whereas I think there were games last year where it truly felt like Kobe Brown, Demoy Hodge could just go and mm-hmm. you'd obviously get contributions from other guys, but um, 
yeah, I just think that that's the difference to me is they're, they're different players. And so, and remember they're being thrust into that role, having not played that role before. I mean, you know, Bates was in the wrong system last year at Indiana East was kind of, again, he didn't have to have the, the responsibility anywhere close to it that he's had had this year because he did have those two guys that kind of helped him. So I would just slow down if I'm a Missouri fan. I realize this could be yeah. a miserable season, you know, and, and look, if they go over in the SEC, brutal. I mean, there's no, it's not excusable, but like, you just have to understand. I think that's where, that's where things are. So like one thing on South Carolina that, that occurs to me, and I went to look this up, we're 17 games in the season. And usually most teams, even really good ones, have a, a clunker here or there. South Carolina's played one really bad game. That was at Alabama, what, now three weeks ago? And that happens. Uh, the offense didn't, yeah. didn't travel that night. These guys have been so good night in and night out. And there's excuses ready-made for them to drop off, right? That The Miles Studi injury – we said, hey, this is a team that really relies on four guys. Now, one of them's gone, a guy that could stretch the defense. They just pick up, and they even maybe have gotten better since then. I mean, that performance against Kentucky Wednesday night was was dominating. Kentucky felt like never had a chance. I mean, we talk about coach of the year in Lamont Paris, and I, I think he's got to be that guy right now, and I think it's not just – the record of 17 and three. And by the way, they're moving up in the predictive metrics at 53 at, at Ken Palm. But I think the fact that just they are so consistent night in and night out, it's been amazing. And, may, and again, maybe that's back to age, like we talked about. Yep. I agree. All right. I got some comments asking me to talk about all right. the reps here. So I was going to, all right. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. So we've been through every game to a certain extent. And remember, guys, if, if we didn't get into the game, you know, 10 minutes each at, at one time. Just remember, we talk about these teams in depth when we do our power rankings on Monday. So you'll get more in-depth thoughts, probably a few more from each, these individual games. Uh, but because we want to try to keep this under an hour, we're almost we've got six minutes to go here. And we've got to, I got like 18 super chat or not super chats. Some are, but I got 18 comments lined up here that we got to get through. So we're going to rapid fire these, Max. All rapid right. Fire. Are you ready? Let's start with some of the recent ones and, and guys, if you left some comments earlier, I got some that are almost an hour back. So um, we'll pull those up in a second. First off nature happiness, one shout out for the $1.99 super chat. We appreciate that. And we're going to go to Max's Ole Miss rebels on that call. Um, come on, Max, talk about your rebels with a big win. Listen, emo emotional hedge because I love my rebs and I picked Texas A&M. I feel bad about it, but it was less of a pick against Ole Miss and more of just I liked the spot for Texas A&M at home. I'm sorry. I apologize, Ole Miss fans. I, I hope you still accept me because I'm riding with you. Juju, he doesn't get talked about enough. You're right. He's one of the better point guards in the conference right now, especially shooting the three ball, especially spotting up one-on-one. -on -one. There's not many guards that can shoot like him one-on-one -on -one and just pull up. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry. Should have taken Ole Miss. It's my fault. <laughs> the emotional hedge. This will be the tagline for Southeastern 14. Um, all right. We're going to, we're probably going to go over an hour, but that's okay. We're going to um, run through some of these here quickly. Shout out to Juan earlier who said Southeastern 14 is the best coverage of the SEC period. Again, Juan, we appreciate you Thank as you. always. Um, 
And let's see. SC Scout guy earlier with the comment of Kevin Stallings only 60 years old. Is it too late? <laughs> Vandy. I, I'm not going to say anything here because I love this Chris, guy. Chris knows my thought on Kevin Stallings. I think Kevin Stallings was vastly underrated as a basketball coach, but um, that's that's my opinion. Um, all right. Bryce earlier said Cam Matthews, the ultimate goal oh, guy. Yes. Yeah. That's why yeah. Chris drafted him. Played great today. So, You're going to see this get guy hurt. on your fantasy football lineups in, in a few years. You're going to be a tight end in the NFL. Okay. Uh, all right. Luke says uh, we're just going to wait and see. Kentucky grew some this game against Arkansas. Got much tougher in the second half. I agree with that. When, when, yeah. yeah. There were times where Arkansas felt like not they were going to pull away, but there were times where it was like, okay, Arkansas does this here, there. How is Kentucky going to respond? Kentucky responded exactly how you want them to respond. Uh, and, it, again, some of the younger guys did, and I think that was important. Uh, to see in a game like that. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate that. Reed Shepard responded well. I thought. Yeah, he did. I mean, that was you know good for Chris's fantasy lineup too. So that's <laughs> all he cares about. So, um, all right. So let me get on to Justin. This was an earlier Super Chat, $10 Super Chat. My goodness, Justin. You're just, goodness. You're just keeping us in business here. Well, Vanderbilt win a conference game this year. Let's quickly go through this. We're not going to spend long on this, but I it could be next Saturday against Missouri at home. I think Vanderbilt's going to win multiple conference games. I'm just telling you, like they're they're another team. Yeah. That the score can be a little deceiving. They've kept they've been right there in some of these games, and so I think they're going to win at least a couple. Yeah, I agree. Between you get home games against Missouri, A and M, Georgia, LSU, you, they're going to win a couple. You can actually grab a handful, I believe. Yeah, it's the SEC. So, all right, uh, Brad earlier, Blake, how do you as an Auburn fan? feel about your team taking two L's this week and being 0-4 in quad one games. Well, let me tell you something, Brett. I was about to pull out my, my Hulk Hogan promo here. It is Royal Rumble night. But um, as I told someone earlier on Twitter, <laughs> it was Bryce, uh, said, please, you know, calm down the Auburn casual fans who think that this team is terrible. I said, well, you know, Bryce, here's the deal. Well, just hold on a second, Chris. It's Twitter. It's not real life. Okay? I said, well, hold on a second here. I said, you got to remember that when you lose a couple games, that completely undoes your 16-win double-digit streak. You know? I mean, it doesn't mean anything after you lose a couple games on the road. So, Brett, I know you're an Alabama fan. We always enjoy your feedback. But come on. The Auburn Tigers will be just fine. Speaking of the Auburn Tigers, Auburn fan one, two, three. Wants to know is Auburn's depth overrated? The best players aren't in as much as they should be because we have so much depth. Interesting question. Hmm. I don't think it's overrated. Blake, or a question for you. When uh when Bruce Pearl made the some guys need to stop shooting so much, was there a particular guy that came to mind for you? Because there was one for me. Well, we know Bruce wasn't going to call out one of his players, but if you're going to call out one of his players for him, then I guess go ahead. Yeah, I'm just wondering if we're thinking of the same guy. I'm not going to say his name. His parent may be watching. Sometimes I feel like they could use a little less of a certain hyper-aggressive guard. Oh, jeez. Maybe that's just me. Oh, God, what are you doing? Okay, on to the next one. Chris, it's almost 10 o'clock. It's Chris bedtime. Um, all right. <laughs> By the way, Justin said earlier the reason for all this Super chat money or membership money. He's just trying to buy karma for Vanderbilt. So we'll see if it works. Like I said, it's not 
not the worst idea. Here's an interesting question from Nathan, and I feel like I have my answer. Why have Mus's teams come up short offensively the last few years? Uh, seemingly repetitive. So kind of that theme. I feel like Max and I may have talked about this earlier in the year. It just feel like it just gets stagnant offensively. I don't yes. feel like they, I don't know. Like is lack of creativity. Is that being too harsh? Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see, maybe someone can point it out. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not going to go too strong on this, but I don't I mean, you know. Got, but... Shooting helps, right? Like yes. good shooting helps your offense. And they just haven't had a lot of good shooting in the must era from what I can remember. So yeah. The ball it's just tricky. doesn't pop. Yeah. There well, you go. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Ball doesn't pop. Oh. There you, go. you know, I, I thought that was a little bit of a faulty question, but I'm looking their their offensive ratings in Ken Palm, they're in the forties, fifties, worse than that this year. I did not realize they had not been a better offensive team. No. I mean, that's that's also the difference, too, with this year's team. Can we just point out, I just want to quickly say, this year's team does not force any turnovers. Yeah. I mean, they have been, they've not been, like, the best in the world at that over the past several years, but they've done enough to where you get some of those quick steals and turn it into easy offense. This year, they're not doing it at all. Like, it's just, it's just not a big factor for them. And so I think that hurts them, too, offensively. They just don't get, yeah, so... Like just, you know, you know one one thing I am thinking that they haven't had a Rodney Clark or a Scotty Thurman or somebody like that in a while. It feels like well, let's let's calm and that's, down. And that's that's a that's a high that's a high bar. Well, that's true, but I mean, I don't. Eh, you okay. mean just from three? Yeah, like like a guy that can just sit out there and bomb you. And of course, it's been a league where it's been that way lately. We haven't had as many of those guys as I think the ball that we grew up with. But it's just just a thought. I think JD Note is as close as they've had. Oh, to I'm just gonna that say that can completely just take over a game, but they don't yep. have that's they don't have it on this roster. Yeah, stuff. So uh there I there you go. This is what I was looking for. This is yeah, I think Max kind of said this too. Like it's just it's very see who yeah. can go, right? Like get the ball, see who can go. And, and I just don't feel like I think I'm, maybe lack of creativity is a, a decent way of putting it. Um, I think in the past few years, it's been a strength of their offense. You know, like you have that guy that you can go to and you know, you're going to get at least either a foul or, uh, he's going to get to his spot and draw, draw the center up defensively and dump it off. There's you had that with, with Moody, you had it with, uh, with Note, you had it a little bit with Chris likes off the bench with how quick he was. This team doesn't really, besides Mark, who is just lives in the mid range. I, I don't get that like takeover. I'm going to win my one-on-one -on -one matchup no matter what type of vibe from this team. I, that's what I kind of feel different. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a couple of these real quick guys. Then we're going to wrap up. But um, Sam says, doesn't remember the SEC being this competitive. I think what right. you're seeing is, and I've said this, I, I think the, the difference is like, you're seeing the South Carolina movement yeah. now like right you're seeing them take a step up georgia has gotten a lot better lsu's gotten better and those were teams that felt like they've been in the bottom four for a, a while now and like so they're making their move up of course you get an arkansas who has just a, a kind of fluke season um you know and again remember missouri was the top five seed last year and it's in the sec tournament and they're zero and seven right now and so that just shows you like every year there's gonna be an arkansas there's gonna be a missouri <laughs> like and, and maybe not to the extent or to the extreme that we've seen it happen this year, but like 
I always say somebody's got to finish one through 14 and somebody wins, somebody loses. And it's just been one of those years where it's so competitive at the top, even the teams in the middle, right? Happened in South Carolina. Like does Mississippi state feel like a three and four team? No, they feel like they're a lot better than that, but they got to play road games, (laughs) you know? So it's like, if you got to play every game at home, all these teams would be fantastic, but got to go on the road in this league and you're going to lose games. So. Last year, when you would look at the schedule and you would see LSU, you would see Ole Miss, you would see Georgia, you would, you wouldn't be too too worried. And this year, it's completely different, you know. So, just the the teams that weren't good last year and past few years are like all middle of the pack right now. Yeah, this kind of goes into it. SC Scout guy, is this a fluke year? Or is this a new normal? Like I think I said that earlier. Like I think it's. I think that this is the new normal in terms of having years like this for certain teams. Like, I think you're just going to see it where one year we're on top of the world next year, you may just go all the way to the bottom. Like, and now is that going to happen? Probably at a Kentucky. Is it probably going to happen at maybe not, but it happened at Arkansas. I don't think any of us thought it was going to come be like this. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So it's Look fair. at a guy like Talon Cooper and, and how yeah. big of a hit just one guy can be. Yeah. Justin, I would not acknowledge this chat unless it was, you know, if this was not a super chat, I would not even acknowledge what is on the screen. I'm not even going to read it. People can read it if they're watching. I'm not even going to acknowledge this right here. Uh, but you did give us $2 and we appreciate that. So free free TV time for you. But um, here's an interesting one. All right. I, I know we're going to have to wrap these up in a second. But game plan for Auburn is slow it down and get physical. You think that's it, Max, like for the opponent? Is that the perfect game plan? Well, I think the perfect game plan is don't play a game on the road. If you, if you, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's I not mean, a bad response. No, but yeah, um, you, we've seen the, I said it in our reaction video, but we've seen the, uh, we've seen the guards for Auburn struggle a little bit under pressure situations and, and we kind of con- saw that continue at Mississippi State. But I mean, they, guys, they just played at Alabama at Mississippi State. It's like two of the most brutal places to play. So, I don't know. I'm not reacting too much to it. Auburn will be fine. They may not yeah. be number one in our power rankings this week. They're going to be fine. All right. We're going to wrap up with these three guys because we got to get out of here. Um, C-Dog wants to know, will you be doing SEC baseball predictions this year? Chris is Chris has already got them. He's ready, to, he's ready to reel them off for an hour right now. Yeah, I'm, I may be doing them by myself, but we'll be doing them. Okay. Great. Just kick me and Max out. Um, <laughs> you you guys are welcome to join. Max and I will give you our predictions, and we'll see how they all mesh right. with yours. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here, Max, I want to you know let's let's use this for the mailbags, Michael. I think this is a great question. That is, if we great, had to pick our top mm-hmm. five SEC coaches. We're not going to be able to do it on here, but this is going to be a great question for next week's mailbag. So we're let's make sure we put this one in there, um, like and don't forget. So I'm gonna actually screenshot this right now so i don't forget it so we appreciate this michael uh we will we will get to this on the mailbag this week and justin with another two dollar super chat we're wrapping it up here uh why has tyron lawrence regressed spacing mm, look at that's quick quick hmm spacing there you go max which mm, relates just, to not I, having talent around you yeah, I just I just kind of realized it just kind of sunk in that I don't get to watch SEC basketball until Tuesday now, and I'm just down in the dumps. Max is done for. He's done for. All right, guys. I know there were more chats, questions, all that. Um, 
again, send them in the mailbag. Throw them, go to Southeast, go to at 14 Southeastern on Twitter right now. Use the reply or just tag us and leave a question and we will put it in the mailbag for this next week. We do the mailbag every Friday, so throw it in there. And it, I know there's going to be games played. Your question may change, but if you want to do that, go ahead and throw them in there for us. Uh, that way we can get to them when we do the mailbag. We'll also hit them throughout the week if we need to uh, and a couple other things. So, all right. I think we got to everybody. Uh, and as always, power Pretty rankings fun. on Monday. We'll have our preview videos for the midweek games and next weekend reaction. Fantasy, fantasy drafts, fantasy update, yeah, fantasy mm. update, which I don't really care about. Uh, but some of you may, I, I doubt it, but uh, we're gonna have a big Z talk. I tell you that we're gonna have <laughs> a big, big Z talk on Monday, but um, nonetheless, we appreciate you guys as always. You guys are fantastic. 100 and something people, almost 150 people watching SEC basketball at 10 o'clock on a Saturday. Come on, it just means more. Yeah, and enjoyed it. This is our first live basketball thing we've done, man, what, since the NCAA tournament? I think this is going to be a, a staple of Saturday nights probably. Who knows? We may we may even try this occasionally on a Tuesday or Wednesday and certainly going to be doing it in the postseason. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, it's free. It's just like hitting the like button. Do that. Blake mentioned our Twitter. Uh, please follow that if you – don't mind. We're going to be having an expanded presence on that. And uh, maybe have some other cool stuff coming out soon. So stay tuned to the channel. We're going to have it covered wall-to-wall predictions, fantasy drafts, mailbag, power rankings. We are going to be your one-stop shop for SEC hoops. Ooh, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. 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 Appreciate it, Coach Rice. Dollar nine nine super chat. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, so yeah, we got guys. Hit that like button on your way out. As SC Scott guy says, we got one hundred seventeen people watching right now. Only four likes. Come on, folks. Just it just all you do is hit a click. Just take that take that finger. Just boom on the plus on the thumbs up. Blake, if our if the people watching right now are, are feeling anything like I'm feeling, you probably felt like you just ran a marathon oh. and played in a rugby match. And are just dead. I keep watching basketball the wrong way, man. I put my yeah. heart and soul into these games. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm playing in them. Oh boy. Well, it's a good I'm thing you're not, because there'd be a lot of 0 and 7 teams in the SEC if that was the case. But nonetheless, um, Saturday Night Live here on Southeastern 14. Can we trademark that? Can we trademark Saturday Night Live? You think anybody I'm has? Sure, that? nobody's trademarked that. Sure. All right. Well, I'm just curious. Somebody check into that for me. But... <laughs> 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 All right, we're out on Donovan's. We're, we're like Donovan. I'm glad you're here, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. There's there's always a laugh with that guy. Uh, and, and SC Scout guy, good good to have him around too. So good to have all you around. We appreciate you watching. Hope you'll come back with us and do it again. For Blake Lovell and Max Barm, Chris Lee, you're watching Southeastern 14, presented by Bet Online.